Trump has responded to the Department of Justice motion in the case involving him stealing our top secret sensitive compartmented information, the motion for partial stay. He responded earlier today and he basically said, you know, some of those top secret documents may be mine. They may belong to you. They may be classified. They may not be classified. Let's just see what a special master decides to do. I'm not really going to tell you how I feel. But as the former president, I could literally do whatever I want. That was basically the motion that they filed. Complete garbage. And what have MAGA Republicans been doing this summer also? Not just complete garbage, but complete cruelty for the sake of cr cruelty's sake. They're out there destroying vegan food in supermarkets and bragging about it and amplifying it on their platform. They're giving insurrectionists flags that were flown over the Capitol. When the insurrectionists are released from their prison sentences, they're calling them political prisoners. They're bending on their knees and kissing them in these cosplay fascist conventions. It's one of the strangest When you put it things. like that, then. <laughs> one of the that's literally what they're doing. And the Sunday news shows, with all the consequential legal news taking place, like, I don't know, somebody stealing our top secret sensitive compartmented information, which may in fact prove to be nuclear secrets belonging to foreign countries as well, maybe they would focus on these existential threats to the United States of America and our democracy but no, the Sunday news shows were obsessed about whether or not President Biden would invite Donald Trump as part of the delegation for Queen Elizabeth's funeral. That was their focus. And while they were focused on that, the rest of the world was focused on Ukraine, which launched one of the most stunning and successful counteroffensives in military history. And this comes like literally the day after Tucker Carlson was spewing Russian propaganda and again, again, saying that Putin was winning as Ukraine was launching the most successful You gotta successful give it to that, Ben, though. They, they are on the wrong side of every issue with the utmost consistency, 100% <laughs> of the time. They have an amazing batting average of being on the wrong side of everything. Why do you think they love Trump so much? Because he's the biggest loser ever. Why do you think they love COVID? It's death. Like anything, death, loser. They're like, that's, that's my, my team. That's, that's us my right there. That's my team. And can we just make sure that death and loser is also really weird? Like, let's combine all of those things. <laughs> and that is who MAGA Republicans are right now. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by my brothers, Brett and Jordy who are live in a hotel studio. Bed sheets are made. Where are you both? And the first time I think we've ever done a podcast with two brothers in the same room. Ooh. Two brothers, one room. And I gotta say, and I gotta say. <laughs> stays in the pod. Stays in the pod. Two brothers, one room, and we are here. Had to make the bed because I know everybody is always like, can you make the bed please next time you come on? But Jordy and I are in the same place in Washington, DC. But you know why, Ben? We kind of realized at this point that, you know, we can't rely on the Sunday shows. We can't rely on all these other sources to do the right thing always. So at a certain point, we got to take things into our own hands. So like, for example, Jordy was able to acquire a press credential, headed out to the DNC event this past week, was able to cover that event for the Midas Mighty, did an incredible job, got to see everything that was going on. Jordy, you were there when Biden was even making fun of the Republicans I, yeah. on stage. It was it was really it was really a humbling experience, one, to, to cover the event, just to know how far we've come in these last two years and where we are now. Um, shout out to the Midas Mighty. I mean, it's really them that fuel this movement. And uh, to be there when Biden was, you know, mocking the roasting. Republicans, roasting the Republicans for 
for honestly doing exactly what 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 he said. They're taking credit for all of the bills that they're trying to hold, you know, and then going back to their constituents and holding up like, look what I did for you. And meanwhile, they're they're trying to derail the Biden administration, this Democratic administration, every step of the road. But the truth is, there are a lot more Republicans taking credit for that bill than we actually voted for it. I see them out there and now we're going to build this new bridge here. We're all for it. And by the way, there's new road and we're going to have an Internet that's going to be all the way. I love them, man. They ain't got no shame. They don't have any shame. <laughs> Jordy got an incredible picture with President Biden, which we'll share with you all. Really awesome. Really, really historic. Jordy, great coverage down there Appreciate on it. the field. We're going to be here in D.C. We just so happened to be in D.C. as Trump got to D.C. too. So we got to see if we could get some inside information on this as well. Maybe we'll head down to his golf course or something and try to. We got to see what's going on. We got to see what's going on. But I knew I had to come down to be involved in the coverage to bring the Midas Mighty. And I want to let all the Midas Mighty know also how impactful this movement is. Like Everybody we see there, when they see Midas touches there covering the event, they come over to us like it's a it's a big deal that Midas touches covering the event. 1, and they all want the Midas Mighty to see what's going on. So I think that's a testament to all the work that you all are putting in every single day. Yeah, and it's thanks to you. We're able to now provide that coverage of actually being at locations like Jordy was in Washington, D.C., like will be this week as well. Um, you guys were also invited to the White House where you will be covering um, some of the yep. uh, information about the Inflation Reduction Act being passed. And so that's great news as well. And so we will keep everybody updated as we learn more, because these are things that help the American people. And that's why I say, you know, at the end of the day, for me, recognizing and I don't act like I'm not a Democrat right now. And I go, look, I'm a Democrat right now. Why am I a Democrat right now? Because Democrats are fighting for people right now. They're fighting to keep your Social Security. They're fighting to keep Medicare. They're fighting to lower health care prices. They're fighting for if there's issues with the infrastructure. They're fighting to improve our infrastructure. If troops are exposed to toxic burn pits, they are fighting to get troops toxic burn pit uh, health care coverage, like things that act whatever the issues are. There is an earnest attempt at at least dealing with the problem. And when you make earnest attempts, do sometimes you fail? Yes. Do sometimes your attempts not are not perfect? Sure, there's always issues that you can have, but at least the North Star is in the direction of how could we help people, which is in such stark contrast to everything these MAGA Republicans are doing. Um, I want to get to that on the show as well with all the things, the ridiculous things that MAGA Republicans are talking about. But you mentioned, Brett, that Trump is in D.C. while you are both in D.C. I reflect. I heard some Adam. sirens earlier. I just want, I heard some sirens. I was hoping they were chasing him down, but unfortunately they were not. But I was like, siren, we got to check that out. Jordy. We got to check it out. <laughs> Our top advisor at the Midas Touch, Adam Parkamenko, he wrote this statement. He tweeted, look, Trump could be in D.C. for lots of reasons. Maybe he's trying to steal some more of our shit. Maybe he's <laughs> going to attack the Capitol again. We're just oh, going to have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. It's funny. And, and it's also true, though, which makes it less funny when you think yep. about it. It operates on both levels. Here's someone who led an insurrection against the United States government, continues to lead an insurrection against the United States government, who stole top secret, sensitive, compartmented information and possibly nuclear secrets. And even as of today, his statement that he made in this filing that was filed earlier this morning was so what? 
I was the president. I can do whatever I want to do. And they may be personal records. They may not be personal records. They may be class. He, he didn't say in his filing, these are personal records. He dances right? around the subject, right? And, and I, I encourage everybody to go check out our YouTube. Ben did an incredible like 15, 20 minute breakdown on this filing. And it is really just illuminating. And it just shows you how kind of corrupt these attorneys are and how specious their arguments are. Hmm. Ben, could you give like a, just like a short recap though, for our listeners as to like what they got to know, what's the bottom line of this filing? Okay. So the bottom line is everyone knows the search warrant was executed at Mar-a-Lago on August 8th. Trump filed this BS motion for judicial oversight, not with the judge who actually granted the uh, search warrant, but with a new judge on August 22nd, everybody said, what the hell is this motion? Can There's I stop no you way. right there for a second? I know you're in your group, but why like, throughout this whole process, why can't I, I speaking as a non-attorney, why can't judge Reinhardt be like, it's not your jurisdiction. What do you like? You can't even rule on this. It's so judge Reinhardt is a magistrate judge. Magistrate judges are actually appointed by federal judges, article three judges. So an article three federal judge is actually step above the magistrate judge, which is Judge Reinhardt. And Judge Reinhardt's task is to actually sign search warrants, among other things that magistrates ultimately do. But he's not an Article Three judge. An Article Three judge is appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate, and they have significant powers. And so if an Article Three judge assumes and accepts jurisdiction over a case, the way you have to challenge it is to is to appeal it. There's not really a lot of recourse. They're given a lot, a lot of powers, which is why one of the most unfortunate things, among others in the Trump administration, is he appointed unqualified people like Judge Cannon. She was 38 years old, a member of the Federalist Society, never even made partner at her law firm. Her background was nowhere like when she asked, like, what did you write about? Like, what what articles were you a part of? She cited like her wedding as one of the interviews that she gave, like the interview that she gave in like a local paper about like her wedding, about getting married. But and judge. And by the way, Trump tried to get that racketeering lawsuit he filed against Clinton, which was dismissed and not only dismissed, but Alina Habba is going to face serious sanctions for it. Trump tried to get that case in March in front of Judge Cannon by filing it in Fort Pierce. He Mm. tried to do an end run around. It got assigned to Judge Middlebrooks. And then Trump tried to disqualify Judge Middlebrooks to get it in front of Cannon. So that background was going on in April before anyone knew Cannon. Anyway, so you fast forward to Judge Cannon grants Trump's request for a special master, which is like an independent person who supposed to be independent, who would review these records. And the judge also, Cannon, she grants an injunction stopping the government from continuing their criminal investigation into Trump until the special master completes his or her or their work, which could take months. And so what the DOJ did last week is they filed a motion for partial stay. And they said, Judge, we think your order is insane. Your your order is completely wrong. They didn't say it like that, but I said in a much nicer way. Yeah. (laughs) But they said, look, with respect to these 100 top secret classified documents, no one can possibly make the claim that they own government classified records like is he really claiming that so they forced him to have to respond to those documents because they said judge you want a special master to look at all the other government documents it's going to be a waste of everyone's time but fine look at all the documents even though he Hmm. stole them you could look at them it's just going to be a waste of time but not these classified records our national security 
is on the line. Our criminal investigation is going to be thwarted by you or severely injured. So they forced the issue for Trump to have to respond to what's my rights related to these 100 classified documents. So that was his filing today. And so in his filing today, he didn't say, I own those records, right? He didn't say those are personal records or they're not classified records. It'd be very easy to say that I declassified everything. Like he didn't say that. He simply just said, when the government, when the DOJ claims they're classified, by the way, the executive branch is the classifying authority. He's saying, don't listen to the current classifying authority. Don't look at the fact that the documents are marked confidential. They may not be confidential. So let's just see what happens. Delay, delay, delay. And then maybe we'll determine what happens. But that's what he filed today. But he's saying that these documents could be personal. Nuclear secrets could be personal documents. Top secret, sensitive, confidential records could be personal. Do- like that, that's why the media not focusing on this is so. But it's, we're the it's media. Insane. Now, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what we're doing. We're taking charge. But what you and what people who are not watching the podcast can't see is I don't know if Ben's doing this on purpose or not, but he keeps making quotes with his fingers. And it's important to note because throughout the entire filing by Trump's team, they put quotes around the word classified. Like, you know, could it's like their way of saying, is it classified though? I don't know. We're not saying that he declassified it, but is it really classified? classified, quote unquote, and they do that throughout the whole piece. And they lead off in the introductory paragraph by calling it a document storage dispute that basically spiraled out of control, which is like the most offensive thing, the dumbest thing to say. Like it, it was a like, library, like yeah. Mar-a-Lago was some library. Yeah, it's, it's like robbing a bank and then having the money and being like, oh, we didn't just we didn't rob the bank. We just have a storage dispute about where that money is supposed to be. Oh, you found it. Oh, we hid it in our in our house, in our vault. Oh, that's just a storage issue. Just a storage issue. Our bad. All right. Just a story. I don't know why you're prosecuting us for it. I mean, it's just so disingenuous. It's insane. The fact Fact again, this is an existential threat to our democracy, full stop. And, you know, the MAGA movement thrives off of secrecy and that these things are not being talked about. And they move with essentially being immune from the media who focus on issues like, I mean, I watched this weekend, you know, the main focus, and, and this was the Sunday show, this was Jake Tapper's Sunday show. What they wanted to focus on was really, do they did they talk about some of these issues? They both sides the issues. Well, I don't know. Let's bring on a Trump lawyer. Let's bring, Let's bring on a MAGA strategist to speak about what's going so on. So I don't want to, it's not like they ignored the issue totally, but they certainly didn't explain it in the way that even Bill Barr is going on Fox and saying this is criminal. So that is one of the mind blowing things, huh? You got Bill Barr delivering the truth on Fox and then you have like Jake Tapper on CNN, like di- like just dirtying, muddying the waters of the truth. It's just a bizarre, weird thing that's going on right now. Huh? Yeah, And like, I understand that this is what Trump said or sources close, but he's a liar and he's a traitor. And so you can just say that like the way I just did it, that wasn't that difficult to do. But I suppose it is difficult if you are worried about you saying that is going to make your top investor pull out his money. I guess it may be hard to say that if the uh, corporations that you're worried about offending who may be advertisers are okay with uh, an oligarchy and are okay with supporting MAGA fascism. And so that's why being an independent media company is so liberating in that we could it's the easiest thing to say that is a traitor. That is a crime. 
that is what it is. It's not even and, and then provide the law that shows it. So their debate on Jake Tapper was, wouldn't it be clever? Wouldn't it be a clever idea if President Biden invited the person who tried to do a coup against him and they all went together to Queen Elizabeth's funeral as part of a delegation together? Wouldn't that be like a funny decision? Like, you're what are you talking about? Like, how is that even a conversation that they're devoting time. It would not be, it, it would be clever to invite a traitor who tried to overthrow the government, who's continuing to overthrow the government, who continues to hold rallies and spread lies at those rallies, who stole nuclear secrets. That would be who's humiliated our country internationally, who's harmed our alliances. Like there's serious repercussions when you put that man on a national stage, you know, which is even like, could you imagine? Brett, if he was in, if he you, you you wrote this, could you imagine what would be the case right now if Trump was in power with Ukraine? Yeah, I mean, because it's true. It's it's just very apparent to me that if President Biden didn't win the election, like think about the state of the world right now. The world would be in absolute chaos. You, they would have sold Ukraine out right away. The first thing Trump would have probably did was made a deal to cede Ukrainian territory to the Russians. Ukraine would have been overtaken so, so quickly right. by the Russians because we would not have given them any aid whatsoever. Putin would be in a position to threaten the entire West and take over all of Europe. But instead, we gave Ukraine aid. We supported them. President Biden brought together this NATO coalition, expanded the NATO coalition. And now guess what? NATO has never been stronger. Putin has never been weaker. And democracy lives and thrives across the Western world. We'd be in a completely different situation. And I don't even need to give you a hypothetical because literally Donald Trump was impeached for trying to extort the president of Ukraine over these issues. It's not a hypothetical because that's what he did then. And that's exactly what he would do now in this war effort. And so we are beyond lucky. Like it's incomprehensible. It's it's honestly incomprehensible for it to even understand (laughs) how devastating it would be if President Biden for for the world if President Biden didn't win the election, it would be we'd be in a, a horrible. Uh, yeah, horrible. it's not, it's a really scary thought. I don't even want to think about what what that world even looks like. You know how Marvel has a different like universes now. Oh, I don't want to be in that. Universe. No, I don't want to be in that. Absolutely <laughs> not. That MAGAverse. Absolutely not. MAGAverse. But, no. but as the country, as people are dying, as there's literally no food on the shelves, the MAGA people would be like, this is greatness. Yeah. This is what we wanted. America's great again. <laughs> America's, the shelves are empty. We as, can't get toilet Putin, paper. But- as Putin takes over the world. Yes, because that's what they do at the rallies. They're still at the rallies, right? At that Wilkes-Barre rally. One of Trump's applause lines is what this is before the counteroffensive. I forget, too. The Wilkes-Barre. We, we got to play the clip, too. The applause line is what a strong man uh, Putin is and how strong he is. But just to go for a second. So, you know, I got to know a lot of the foreign leaders. And let me tell you, uh, unlike our leader, uh, they're at the top of their game. These are like central casting. There's nobody that could play the role in Hollywood. All of Hollywood, nobody can play the role of President Xi of China. Nobody could play the role. He's a fierce person. Putin, fierce, is smart. You know, a lot of times I'll say somebody's smart and the fake news will go, he called president, she's smart. He rules with an iron fist, 1.5 billion people. Yeah, I'd say he's smart. Wouldn't you say he's smart? They talk about that before. He's the least strong man. And then the crowd erupts in a standing ovation, cheering Putin 
who object just objectively is a loser. Objectively, Ben Hodges, the former U.S. commander of Europe, did this great interview with me and gave an incredible update on what was going on in Ukraine. And I would tell everybody to uh, to watch it. But he said, we used to think that uh, Russia had the second strongest army in the world, but it turns out they only have the second strongest army in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> such a good line. It's hilarious. It was, it was such a brilliant line. But there you have Trump. Tr you have Tucker Carlson. Uh, spreading Russian propaganda on Fox. Um, you have Trump leading a rally at Wilkes-Barre to getting standing ovations about how strong Putin is. You're right, Brett. The first thing they would have done, the very first thing you remember that night, several mm -hmm. months back when, you know, it felt like the world stood still when you saw the bombings in the background, you know, that first day, I, I mean, I, it still gives me Horrible. chills as I'm talking about it to think about it. What Trump would have done if he was in charge was he would have cut a deal immediately for Russia to take over Ukraine. That would have been day one, him and Pompeo. They would have went there. They would have put their arms around the, you know, and then their, they would have celebrated it, too. They would have they, they would have celebrated as like some peace accord uh -huh. and gaslit the nation. But I do want to go back, though, to the weekend shows and the Sunday show and Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper clearly got the memo from Chris Lick, the head of CNN who basically said, um, we got to do our Republican MAGA apology tour. But that was their focus, Brett, how clever it would be. Um, and and look, you and I talked about this this weekend, Brett. I think it was important and is important to cover the death of Queen Elizabeth. Uh -huh. It is a monumental piece of news that should be covered with seriousness, understanding, reflection of its historical consequences, what comes next. I only wish, though, for a moment, that the media focused on the perils of American democracy with the sense of urgency, at the very least, that they covered this. That That's at the bare minimum. Oh, Yet they ignore sure. the Biden speech. They ignore the threats to democracy. January 6th is just like another day that they cover. Sure, the hearings take place, but you got to like you got to beg them to cover the hearings and like, we'll cover one. Maybe we'll cover two prime time. Like well, what is more important and significant to our democracy? So, I mean, so here's an example right here. Right. And and, and like you said, like the, the death of the queen is incredibly sad. It, it's very historic. You know, she has been through so much history and it's important that it be covered. I lived in the UK personally. I studied there for about six months. I love visiting there. I love the UK. Like, I think they should absolutely cover it. But where you start to kind of see where the priorities are at, you notice that when President Biden gave a historic speech about American democracy, about the perils that our nation is in right now, a, a speech with a lot of urgency mm -hmm. about the moment that we are in, not a single one of the broadcast networks played it live. And they were playing like reruns. <laughs> they were playing like law and order reruns from years ago. It's not even like they had like their primetime premieres or any. They were playing reruns of game shows and law and order and things like that while President Biden gave his speech. But they somehow found it that they had the time to clear their entire broadcast schedule to go wall to wall coverage on the queen. And like I said, important to be covered the utmost respect for the issue. I just wish they had the same urgency for the perils to American democracy. And that's what we're lacking right now. We need to be sounding the alarm because our democracy, let's face it, guys, it's hanging by a thread. It's hanging by a thread due to these MAGA Republicans who are threatening it 
every single day by the MAGA Republicans inside state houses who are trying to take away our rights and rig the voting machines and, and steal elections and are openly talking about how they could cheat while they're poll watching. Like we need to be covering this with the same ferocity that we cover these other stories. That's all, that's all I ask for. It's not even a high bar we're asking for here. And we just got to like stay focused, eyes on the prize. But I know everybody in the Midas Mighty is eyes on the prize of what's truly important in the country right now. Just want to tell you about our next partner that has a product that I use literally every day, and that is Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens because the vitamin habit that I had where I would get pills and gummies just wasn't working for me. I've been trying Athletic Greens now for about over a year and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, even though it is. It kind of has this mild tropical taste. I enjoy it a lot and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, it's like a green powder. I scoop it, I put it in a cup, I shake up the cup, I put water in it, then I shake up the cup and I drink it. Tastes great. I'm absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that help me and will help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging all things. It's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free, it's for you. And Athletic Greens was founded when its founder, just like me, experienced a bunch of gut health issues. It was spending up to $100 a day on uh, wow. vitamins and things like that. And boom, Athletic Greens, cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's like less than three bucks a day when you do the math. And it tastes so, so good. Right now, it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Midas. A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com slash Midas. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Midas. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You know, Jordy, while we're away on trips and stuff, you know, the thing I miss most is always being in my own bed, right? Uh -huh. Like there's nothing like being in your own bed. And that's why I got to tell all you guys at the Midas Touch podcast about Thuma, because first off, haven't you ever had that experience of getting a new bed and you're trying to assemble it and you have all these various tools and you're trying to figure out the drill and you hope you don't break it and then you got to go to the store and be like oops i broke a pit like i i'm okay I, I just told on myself i've i've definitely done that before <laughs> but with thuma there's like no tools required it's like the easiest assembly ever and the beds are really nice looking really comfortable really 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 amazing if your bedroom deserves a refresh now is the perfect time to elevate the most important room in your home with thuma and i just want to introduce to you the bed 
by Thuma. It's handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, and you'll find beautiful, unique variations in the natural grain. The perfect platform bed just got better. You can now customize the bed by choosing between their pillow board or their solid wood headboard. It's really, really nice. The fabric pillow board adds softness and color to any white space, while the headboard offers solid, sleek support. The headboard attaches directly to the bed using Japanese joinery. Like I said before, no tools required. Buy it with the bed, or you could get it on its own as an upgrade. It's so easy to assemble. It's it's the best. It's I, I can't, I, I, I'm obsessed with it. I, I just cannot speak highly enough, and it's made for how you live. The bed by Thuma is back with a lifetime warranty. It ships right to your door in three easy to maneuver boxes and takes about five-ish minutes to assemble. Think about five-ish minutes to assemble a bed people. I mean, you just like, you, you can't beat it. And there are no tools required. You could build it by yourself. Listen, I want you to have the same feeling that I have with the Thuma bed. It is just absolutely perfect. It's it, And I love just, I love how nice it looks and how easy it is to set up. You need to have this at your home with the bed by Thuma. Now you got to go to Thuma.co. That's Thuma.co slash touch. And you'll receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed, plus free shipping in the continental US. Go to Thuma.co slash touch. That's T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash T-O-U-C-H for a $25 credit. And now back to the show. MAGA cruelty. MAGA cruelty is the purpose of the MAGA movement. You know, when you try to find a defining characteristic, you know, it is fascism. But why I think that Biden called it semi-fascism also is that fascism at least kind of has a purpose of a fascist end. And, and not to say they don't, but the current fascists, but it's it almost is self-defeating, whereas prior fascist movements, at least in theory, were to self-advance the interests of the like ideology of the ideology, <laughs> which was a horrible and despicable one. So I suppose the only ideology at play, though, here is kind of the very weird and uh, uh, Trump me, 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 me. That's the only focus of, of what they are. And Trump's bizarre cruelty. And so it has nothing to do with the United States of America. It has nothing to do with territorial goals like it has nothing to do with that it has to do with like can donald trump be on tv more and can he be able to get on social media more and that's what makes it an added layer of just like weird cruelty for the sake of for the sake of just being a dick and you're right the that, that's of, the ideology right there though ben it's cruelty for the sake of cruelty which is it, utterly ridiculous and so we talked about it you know maybe on another podcast or maybe over the weekend we talk so much that sometimes the podcast and life's kind of meld into one but when gavin newsom took the important action that he did to stop an energy crisis and to deal with the grid in a very strategic and surgical way what did the MAGA Republicans do? They said, we're going to use more electricity. Fuck you, Gavin Newsom. We want to fuck you over. I mean, excuse my language, but that's literally I'm quoting yeah. Yeah. literally like what they said. No, we're using more electricity. And like, why? Why, why would you do that? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't we all want to be in this together? Why would you want to hurt 
your fellow person and, and community. And then Brett, this was, was something that was, um, you know, I think also emblematic of this. Uh, did you see uh, this freedom fest that they called it? I mean, I hate using the names of what these things are called because it's like the exact opposite of it, but they call it a freedom fest and it's, run by this guy named Eric Dieters, who claims he's running for governor of Kentucky. I said claims because it's the governor's race is in 2023, but these people like perennially just run for office. Kentucky has a Democratic governor, Andy Bashir, right now. Um, but this guy, Eric Dieters, and they all kind of have the same background, like he's a suspended lawyer. He's a former DJ who I think was fired for saying racist things in 2011. <laughs> he's insane. a suspended lawyer. And like the bar associations have told him, dude, you're not a lawyer. And he's like, or like you can't practice. And he's like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I mean, like, I think that's literally <laughs> according to this Daily Beast article I read. That's basically the facts of what it is. So he holds this thing called Freedom Fest on his farm. And he got Don Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle who show up and they literally like it's not even tethered to like reality what they're talking about. So you have Kimberly Guilfoyle shows up and she literally just like dances. Yeah. And she does like a dance move and and for like a significant, not like a small period of time. Like for those who are listening for to like, the podcast, we're playing the footage right now. If I don't even know if you want to watch it, but if you want to watch it, you could go to the video podcast. <laughs> and then you have Don Jr. Um, who goes and speaks after and he calls her um, a spicy broad. Is that what he called her? A spicy broad? Mm -hmm. And he said the highest compliment we could give anybody uh, is to call them a spicy broad. I, I mean, ha that's literally that's what he said after she danced. What a spicy broad she is. Pretty good, Kimberly. That is what I call a spicy broad. And if you're a Trump supporter, you understand that is the highest compliment imaginable. OK, the leftist lunatics will say, oh, it's chauvinistic. It's terrible. Kimberly knows exactly what it means. And it also sounds like he's trying to do an impression of his dad. Like he he wants to be his dad so badly that even when he speaks, he does a bad Trump and Donald Trump impression. You said something yeah. the other day, Ben, that really rang true to me when we were speaking and you were like, it's like a club. And the way that you prove that you're an in member of the club is to just be as cruel as possible. Like that's your way of knowing that you're one of them. Like you have to show that you are being as horrible as a per of a person as possible. And that is so consistent. And because they brag about when they're horrible, they brag about, for example, when that phony, you know, troll comedian, whatever harassed AOC, that was like, Look at me. I'm MAGA. I just I just harassed her. And now we have this other this Alison Steinberg, this OAN person mm. who was praising somebody who basically there's somebody went on Twitter and they said just destroyed all the vegan food, like seven thousand dollars worth of vegan food at the supermarket. And she then goes and she responds something like what was what was her response, Ben? She goes, oh, no, no. So so, so she's like not all heroes wear capes. Wear, yeah. So she called him a hero for destroying seven thousand dollars in food because it was made with plant-based ingredients and they destroyed food. Yeah. So this person's going around and mag is going around to try to own what he perceives is, I don't know, a different political ideology than him. He believes as MAGA, this person goes around and destroys vegan uh, food. 
And the OAN host goes, not all heroes wear capes and amplifies that type of conduct. I mean, to destroy a business's products and then also to just what tried to be tried to be mean to people who are vegan. Like what what does that have to do? Why is that that? Why is that an ideology? Why is that something? Cruelty is the point. It's bizarre. This was the same host, by the way. This was the same exact host who freaked out over the pride flag. I forget exactly where it was, but Huntington Beach, Huntington Beach, Orange County. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This was the same exact host who had that meltdown over the pride flag. Let's play that clip quickly. So you see you get a taste of who we're dealing with here. Guess what I came home to be greeted with? This fucking bullshit. What the hell is that? Huntington Beach is the town of good old fashioned, hardworking American people. The people that worked all through the COVID lockdowns. Yes, that's right. Huntington Beach never shut down through any of the COVID nonsense fuckery. And now we're peddling this garbage? What the hell is this? The only flag that should be up there is that American flag. It's a disgrace to our city and it should be taken down immediately. Whoever the hell is running this town needs to be fired. And this is somebody who people get their quote unquote news from. Mm. I mean, this is somebody who tries to portray herself, who some people believe to be a real reporter when it's literally just phony propaganda and just like, just it's, I don't even know what it is, honestly. I, I, what is that? And then you call that out and you go, look, calling, saying that, uh, calling a woman a spicy broad is the highest compliment imaginable, like criticizing that, criticizing someone who brags about destroying vegan food and and tampering with and destroying products at businesses, you know, calling that out and criticizing that type of conduct calling out and criticizing people who are intentionally trying to um, be wasteful of the electric grid during important moments. Who spit on others wearing masks during COVID. I mean, yeah, that's the same people. Go down the list, man. That's their thing. I mean, you have to remember and reflect on why it got to a point even where Biden had to be like, look, um, for certain types of businesses, we need you to either to either test like that's a like that's a radical concept to test if you have a virus that could kill people or we need or it was an or or we need you to be vaccinated. And also, if you're doing things like being a member of the military where we need troop readiness, in certain cases, we do need you to be vaccinated. No different than any vaccines in the past. But why we even got to the point, And I think what perplexed so many people is because the MAGA fascists spread all the disinfo and were so freaking disgusting and disturbing yeah. and fucking gross about all of the about all of the, the pandemic, that they were pro pandemic, that they were literally going around like licking and spitting on people and like breathing on people's faces like that part about people were like, what in the world is going on? We we need the government to take action because clearly left to your own vices, there's a lot of people who are being inspired right. by the MAGA movement to be gross and disgusting and most significantly dangerous about how their health choices are affecting our kids, our grandparents, ourselves, our friends, our community, our colleagues. And it's disgusting. Like that's how it got. But by the way, my point was for us to criticize that, for us to call that out, then what they do, what these whiny, radical MAGA fascist snowflakes do. Oh, you're kidding.
canceling me. I want the right to be a racist. I want the right to spit on food and to and to do you're deplatforming me because I'm bragging about felonies and destroying Jordy, what, is, what what did the washed up that actor kevin uh, kevin, kevin sorbo what, what did what did what did he say about this because it's the perfect distillation it, of no it, it, you're spot on ben and you're spot on Brett. he's a he he shot out a tweet i think it was last night or over the weekend he goes we're very inclusive we love everybody except you you're racist and evil kevin kevin look inward my friend He's so inward. He's so close to getting it, Jordy. And that's the thing. They're always like, oh, what? I thought you were the inclusive type. What? Now we're not allowed to spit on your face? Oh, very inclusive of you. It's like, dude, we have no obligation to be tolerant of your intolerance. That's not right. what we're talking about. We want you to not be intolerant. That's what we're talking about. And we reserve every single right to come at you if you're going to be a dick, if you're going to start harming others, if you're going to start purposely tearing other people down, we are going to come after you. And you could expect that. We're not going to just roll over and play Mr. Nice. Oh, yeah. Spit on me, Kevin Sorbo. Spit on my face, will you? Spit on me. I want your COVID. I'm very inclusive. No, absolutely not. Stop it. That's not how this works. These people are clowns. These people are fools. And then when they're like, oh, coming after me, dude, y'all led an insurrection. Y'all tried to kill the <laughs> vice president. That When we the way we come after you is with logic and ideas. And we try to convince voters to vote against your ideology to which you try to suppress those voters. And ben, so, what's like the big demand that uh, the far left that they call it? What are the big demands that really we have? Right. Because President Biden, Democrats, independents, regular Republicans, they've all formed this coalition that basically says one thing. And it's we can have all these different beliefs. That's cool. But could we accept the results of elections? And could we not lie and spread hate and disinformation? Like that's like the, those are the only things that we're really asking for. Still have your beliefs. Let's have political debates. Let's do all the other stuff. Just accept the results of the election. Stop being babies. Stop with the stop the steal nonsense, trying to overturn 2020. Just stop trying to steal our top secret document. Just be an American <laughs> again. Be an American again. Be a respectful citizen, okay? Be a neighbor. Be somebody who we could respect and then we'll stop. We'll start respecting you, okay? Yeah. You know you're a fascist if you don't accept the results of a free and fair election. This and if Jeff you Fox use, the, uh, the, you know you're if, a fascist. <laughs> and if you try to use and use political violence to overturn the, you know, and try to destroy right. the government, and that's highlighted. Did you see this thing over the weekend, Brett, with Louis Gohmert, a Texas Congress uh, member, who greeted an insurrectionist as she was leaving? She pled guilty to her involvement in the insurrection. Um, uh, she was also a, a she's purportedly an a doctor as well. Doctor, an anti-vax yeah, like doctor like One of the big well, anti-vax so doctors. She was part, I'm forgetting the name right now, but she was part of that Simone Gold, frontline yeah. work, frontline, whatever. She was part of the coalition of doctors who was like the main source of spreading disinformation about the pandemic in addition yeah, to being and, an insurrection. And so she pled guilty to crimes. She pled guilty. So it's not like a debate. Was she guilty? Was she not guilty? She pled guilty to crimes relating to the insurrection because she was there on January 6th. Louis Gomert from Texas flies to Florida, however he gets to Florida, um, and presents her with a flag flown over the Capitol building. I want you to think about that, like what he's saying there. So when they fly these flags over the Capitol building, 
Like it's one of the most kind of solemn traditions mm -hmm. that take place um, for support for our constitution, for our troops. And so to give one of those flags to an insurrectionist who stormed that building and a Texas congressman, he said she's a political prisoner. He said that she was all that was great about this country. And that's all that is wrong with the yeah, country. I mean, in a she's, a, she's a terrorist and he is there aiding and abetting a terrorist. I mean, that's it, that's it. I'm and that's what Gomer got, got got the flag in the first place. Like, is someone just giving like he's just requesting the flag that flies over the Capitol? And he's so it's it? so members of Con it's one of the constituent services that could be provided by members of Congress. Mm. Um, and they usually do it um, as a way to honor you know, someone within their congressional district or someone within their state for engaging in kind of certain actions. Sometimes they're given to fallen soldiers, for example, they're given to vets, they're given to people who do heroic acts. And sometimes it's used for other purposes as well, but it's, it's an honor bestowed by a member of Congress on a constituent for engaging in conduct in furtherance of our country. Right. And here, um, he gave that flag to an insurrectionist who attacked that building and sent the message very clearly that the MAGA Republicans and Louis Gohmert's a leader of the MAGA Republicans like him, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. These are the leaders of the MAGA Republicans um, that they support the insurrection. They stand by the insurrection and they want the insurrection to be like Hitler's first attempt when he tried to overthrow uh, the German government, that that's how they push, yep. the hard push. Yeah, they want to. That's how they're framing this historically, that the work wasn't done and more is needed to do. And that's why, Brett, you reference the pro-democracy coalition. Well, let me just say that. Let me just give a silver lining about this, because Louis Gohmert, throughout all of his, you know, insurrection behavior, he's also very stupid. And so we could at least be happy that he is not going to be in Congress anymore because he had resigned. He had decided to end his term in Congress to try to be Texas Attorney General, uh, a race that he ended up losing the primary for it. So he's not going to be in Congress in the next session. So that's at least something that we could hope for. It's a good silver lining, and that is a great uh, silver lining. Now let's talk about Ukraine right now, though, as well, because this counteroffensive, um, also an issue with mainstream media, right? Like. They're not like they're not covering the historical significance of this in the right way. You have Fox spreading disinformation, but it's kind of like it's worse than a fair weather fan or a fair weather reporting because they, they care about it at the beginning. And then their goldfish minds, you know, which don't have any memory of the consequences or their fascist, whatever it is, they don't focus like this is one of the most important geopolitical events. And I barely hear it being covered other than from top military analysts, you know, on social media who are talking about it. So we've heard that over the past weeks, Ukraine had a major counteroffensive against Russia. 
and particularly in the northeast in the Kharkiv region and in the south in Kherson region, these kind of two areas where the Ukraine counteroffensive has pushed through in Kharkiv, even encircling the Russian troops, but appears to be a very, very big advancement by the Ukrainian military in Kherson, that's south. So that's actually on the way to Crimea. And the question is, is will Ukraine be able to also retake Crimea, which was unlawfully invaded and taken by the Russians? But reflecting on this historical and important event, the what it's exposed is, frankly, how weak people like Putin are, how weak that is. You know who looks really bad in that also? President Xi in China, because he put his weight and granted didn't go all in on Russia, but also that was part of, but clearly was giving tacit support. And what this demonstrated is that when we support our allies, when we lean in, America is winners. Democracy is winners. And then let's hopefully use this platform of democracy for good to help people internationally. That was always the American way until these radical fascists really, you know, turn like, and it's always the opposite, right? Make America great. The, the projection of Trump there was always the goal was to undermine every institution, weaken our foreign military, make us a humiliating laughingstock internationally. And for Biden to unite NATO this way and for Ukraine to be so bravely fighting in this way, it, it is something that deserves to be mentioned and we should be talking about more. And Ben, you know, that's why I also I got to give a huge shout out to like the entire Midas Mighty Coalition, because, you know, we get hundreds and hundreds of emails every single day from our supporters. And we've got people in the Midas Mighty that are really they span the political spectrum. We have a lot of former Republicans. We have a lot of, you know, Republicans who aren't quite ready to leave the title behind, but disagree with everything MAGA stands for and have committed to voting blue. We've shared many of their stories with you. We've got so many independents on our side. We've got more moderate Democrats. We've We've got progressive Democrats. And I think building this coalition is one of the things I'm proudest of with all of you, that all of you could come from different backgrounds, but stand behind the pillars of American democracy and democracy across the globe. And I think that's something we should all be proud of and understand the strength of that, the strength of being in numbers in fighting for democracy. I mean, it's it's so invaluable. And that's why we're here doing what we do every day. And that's why we're so thankful to have all of you on this ride. Couldn't agree more with you, Brett. And that's kind of ties everything we talked about full circle, right? I mean, all this is interrelated. Um, Trump stealing top secret sensitive compartmented information, Trump stealing nuclear secrets belonging to foreign countries is part of the weakening and destruction, even after this criminal traitor left the presidency, the way he continues to hurt and harm our democracy. He continues to give these, you know, circus fascist rallies, you know, which continue to harm our country from within, despite all of the efforts by Biden and these pro-democracy coalitions to just keep moving forward. You just have these forces trying to harm our country. It talks about this goes to the cruelty of these people as well and how they want to divide us internally by spreading hate by dividing people, by just all of their resentment and all of that ugliness inside them. 
just to let it out and to put it on, to, to share that and to express that and to hurt other people is so damaging. What the media is covering, what priorities are focused on that allows fascism to rise. Reminds me of a lyric I heard, in a, I think, in a rap song once. Okay, Ari Melber. Hurt people hurt people. That's what we're seeing with MAGA. Where's that from? Which rap song is that? I have no idea. I've heard it in a song. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not in one, I'm going to write one tomorrow. So, <laughs> I want to thank, uh, this is what I want to tell people too, though, uh, as, we, as we kind of conclude talking about the media aspect of it. Um, we are so grateful of the support of the Midas Mighty. None of this is possible without you. You know, I once said we're the fastest growing independent media company in the world, and I was quickly checked by a member of the Midas. By Daniel Dell. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> this, this was no. This was an accurate fact check, not a both sides fascist fact check. This was someone who said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," but you're not just a media company; you're a movement. Hmm. And I said that is such a great point, and. That's what I meant to say. I didn't mean to say like independent media. It's just something that, you know, I, I used as a phraseology. But yes, this is an independent media movement fueled by you and fueled by democracy. We don't have to worry about that billionaire investor who gives us the phone call and says, hey, you called uh, Trump a traitor and that could be harmful to dot, dot, dot. I don't have to worry about that. That's what's so great. I report to you. It's like a, it's it's a, it's a move. I report to you, the listeners and the watchers. And so we're fueled by that. And without you, none of it's possible. And we always get asked, how can we support? How can we be a part of this? Like we want to we want to do what we can do to help grow this movement. I mean, as of last Monday, we just hit 500,000 subs. As of this, we have about 500 and what 35, 536,000 mm, yep. subs, so about 35 to 36,000 subscribers in a week. And we're getting more views on YouTube than CNN or Fox, and that's because of you. That's how it's done. And so if you want to help out, one of the best ways to do that is check out our new Patreon account. And a Patreon account allows you to become a member at different tier levels and support this independent media and keep it independent. And that's patreon.com slash Midas Touch. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch patreon.com slash Midas Touch. There are different membership tiers with exclusive content, postcards from the brothers. You could even become a producer of this podcast. Speaking of, I got to give a huge shout out to the producers of this podcast, the honorary producers. So what's going to happen is every week we're going to update the list of all the people who sign up at this tier. And we're going to have an end card that credits all these honorary producers of the show for the first one, at least, I got to give a shout out by name to all of our incredible producers who allow the show to go on. Nick Freeberg, Aaron Johnson, Lori Parkinson, Bridget McCart, Deborah Kirby, Eric Talbot, Vicki Hurd, Nicole Cortis, Rebecca Martin, Sydney Gagnon, Jeremy Ricketts, Jennifer Elaine Perry, Pamela Vasca, J.P. Smith. Thank you for becoming producers of the Midas Touch podcast and making this possible. And you can become a producer at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Keep this independent pro-democracy media community thriving. Thank you so much, Jordy. Brett, have a great time in Washington, D.C. And Jordy, I'll let you 
Take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. Midas Touch is unapologetically pro-democracy. And look, we know you are too. So please make sure you check out our best-selling shirt and our best-selling gear, the unapologetically pro-democracy gear. And hey, while you're at it, make sure you check out my favorite shirt and one of our most famous designs. It wasn't rigged, you're just a loser. At store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.